الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وسندنا ونبينا وشفيعنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القران الكريم بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم انا نحن نزلنا الذكر وانا له لحافظون وقال تعالى لقد من الله على المؤمنين اذ بعث فيهم رسولا من انفسهم يتلو عليهم اياته ويزكيهم ويعلمهم الكتاب والحكمه وان كانوا من قبل لفي ضلال مبين صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين respected elders and brothers assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh every muslim heart bleeds in the face of the hate crime perpetrated against the quran e kareem recently in sweden this was a provocation at an ummatic level and every form of protest is justifiable not only justifiable but we as an ummah are required to register our protest within the limits prescribed by the quran and sunnah at every effective forum whilst we do not deny the importance of protesting against such a heinous crime we need to realize that a much more effective form of protest is to defy and negate the very objective of such provocation the ummah whether they be the muslim ummah the ummah of ijaba or the non muslim ummah the ummah of da'wa has been provoked by this dastardly and cowardly act to distance itself from the quran e kareem what more effective way of silencing such provocation would there be than doing the exact opposite and gaining proximity to the quran e kareem in the face of such provocation the ayat of the quran e kareem that i have recited on the one hand provide solace 
and on the other hand remind us of what is required of us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran Kareem Inna nahnu nazzalna dhikra wa inna lahu lahafidhun Unlike the previous scriptures a salient and distinguishing feature of the Quran Kareem that sets it apart from the other revelations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself has taken the responsibility of safeguarding the Quran Kareem. Now when we say safeguarding the Quran Kareem, it does not just mean its outward form. It means safeguarding the Quran Kareem in its letter and spirit. It means safeguarding the honor of the Quran Kareem. It means safeguarding the respect of the Quran Kareem. So one cowardly act does not decrease an iota of the shan, of the maqam, of the respect of the Quran Kareem. So this ayah offers solace to the entire Muslim ummah. Yes, we do need to register our protest. But we must remember that the guardian of the Quran Kareem and the honor of the Quran Kareem is none other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. And nobody can effectively cause any harm to the Quran Kareem in its spirit and in its letter and to the honor and respect of the Quran Kareem in the heart of the Muslim Ummah. The second ayah of the Quran Kareem that I recited in the khutbah draws our attention to the responsibilities we have as an ummah towards the Quran Kareem. And in the light of this provocation, this becomes even more relevant. Where if we live the Quran, then this provocation has in fact not only failed, but it it has been turned on its head. And that it has in effect harmed the provokers. So this ayah very interestingly and very intriguingly draws our attention to the responsibilities of this ummah towards the Qur'an in a very unique manner. It does not list the responsibilities. It does not enumerate what is required of us as far as our relationship with the Qur'an is concerned. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala adopts a very unique way of drawing our attention which shows his love for this ummah which shows his love 
for humankind. And more interestingly, this ayah with almost similar wording is repeated four times in the Quran Kareem. Twice in Surah Baqarah. The ayah that I recited was from Surah Ala Imran. And once in Surah Al-Jumu'ah. With slight variation in the sequence of words, but almost similar wording. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in this ayah, that لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has shown favor to the believers. إِذْ بَعْثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ When he has raised from within them a rasul, a messenger amongst themselves. يَتْلُوْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ What is this messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? What are his responsibilities? What are his terms of reference? What are his duties and obligations ordained on him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? يَتْلُوْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ He recites unto them the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, the quran Kareem. وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ And He makes them pure. He purifies their inner selves. He provides to them a benchmark of sublime character. وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابِ His third responsibility is to teach them the book, the quran Kareem. And lastly, وَالْحِكْمَةِ And to teach them hikmah, what wisdom is, what objective wisdom is. وَإِن كَانُوا مِن قَبْلُ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ Whereas mankind had been in manifest error before the advent of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, coming with the quran Kareem. Now you may ask, how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draw our attention to what is required of us in the relationship we have with the quran Kareem in this verse? So the answer is, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fulfilling his mandate, fulfilling his terms of reference is something that cannot even be questioned. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah is telling us that these are the duties of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And at the same time he's saying that these duties are actually a bounty on the Muslims, on the ummah at large, whoever accepts the message of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
whoever accepts the Quran Kareem the duties given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are a bounty on the ummah what does that tell us? that tells us firstly that definitely there can't be a shadow of doubt there can't be an iota of doubt Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fulfilled his responsibilities towards us the next part is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't explicitly mention it because it's obvious if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent his choicest messenger with his best message the quran kareem and he ensured that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam fulfilled his responsibility towards us then it is only appropriate for us to reciprocate to reciprocate and fulfill our responsibility towards allah and his rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam we need to appreciate the love with which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is drawing our attention towards our responsibility with regards the relationship we ought to have with the Quran Kareem. Now let me just touch a little on what this ayah entails. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the first responsibility given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which he excelled in fulfilling is the responsibility of reciting unto the ummah the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the ayat of the quran Kareem. here the word that is used is recitation it is used distinctly from the other responsibility which is ta'aleem imparting the knowledge of the Quran Kareem that is a distinct and totally separate responsibility the first responsibility is that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was ordained with teaching how to recite the Quran Kareem how to pronounce the letters of the Quran Kareem how to pronounce the words of the Quran Kareem Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was Arab he was Afsahul Arab, the most eloquent of Arabs. And whoever has a little bit of knowledge of the Arabic language would appreciate the fact that the Arabic language is arguably the most eloquent language on this earth. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he is receiving wahi and he is being taught despite being afsahul arab how to recite the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in surah al-qiyamah la tuharrik bihi lisanaka lita'jala bih rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's habit was when he would receive revelation he would become stressed because of the weight of the responsibility and 
One was the weight of the wahi, the actual weight of the responsibility of imbibing the wahi as it is in its purest form, in its pristine form. And then the weight of the responsibility of conveying the message as it ought to be conveyed. So Rasulullah wasallam in the beginning would, whilst Hazrat Jibreel alayhi salam would reveal the ayat of the Qur'an Kareem, he would repeat it simultaneously in order not to forget it. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam some solace and says that you do not need to repeat it. You, don't, you, know, you need not repeat the words of wahi. It is our responsibility. إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا جَمْعَهُ وَقُرْآنَ It is our responsibility to compile this in your heart. وَقُرْآنَ And it is our responsibility to teach you how to read the Qur'an. And there, more explicitly, thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِذَا قَرَأْنَاهُ فَاتَّبِعْ قُرْآنَهُ When we read it, in other words, via Hazrat Jibreel alayhi salam, when we read the Qur'an unto you, then follow the method of recitation of the quran Kareem that Hazrat Jibreel alayhi salam is teaching you. So that was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's part. And this responsibility was fulfilled by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam teaching the Sahaba Ikram how to pronounce the words of the quran Kareem and ensuing from this an unparalleled science emerged and that is the science of Tajweed the science of how Hazrat Jibreel alayhi salam recited the Quran to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam recited the Quran unto the Ummah so Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has done his part now it's up to us to recite the Quran as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has taught us this would be a slap in the face of such provocation. This would be effective protest. This would show our seriousness with regards our relationship to the Quran Kareem. And it's it's not a difficult task. Although Tajweed is a detailed science, but for a layman to understand or just to get the pronunciation of the basics right, there is not much effort required. The Arabic language consists of 29 alphabets. If a person just under a competent teacher practices the pronunciation of a letter a day, inshallah, he would have covered 90 to 95% of what is required of him in just a month as far as the recitation or the correct recitation of the quran Kareem is concerned. We come to the next responsibility that was ordained to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ The second responsibility given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was to make the ummah pure from within 
provide them with the benchmark of sublime character and train them in that character as well. Make their tazkiyah. Ensure that there are no spiritual diseases like jealousy, like pride, like haughtiness, like ostentation. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fulfilled this responsibility again par excellence such that this is one of the mu'jizah, the one of the miracles of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is, which cannot even be fathomed wherein a community of 124,000 people are all clean from the inside. They have character which is sublime. If you just delve into this a little bit, you would appreciate that this is nothing short of a great miracle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa We cannot fathom a society in which every person is in pristine purity from the inside and out. There is no such thing as jealousy for the other. There is no such thing as ill will for the other. There is no such thing as being proud or being haughty in front of another. There is the temperament of preferring others over oneself. And here it's, it's a whole community and a whole society that has ad- adopted this sublime character. So that was one of the responsibilities that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fulfilled. That was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's part. Why is Allah mentioning it to us as a bounty? This responsibility on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a bounty on you and I. Why? Because now we need to fulfill our part. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us the benchmark of what is sublime character. We need to train ourselves, take the necessary measures to train ourselves in that sublime character. Those who have the character of the sunnah, we need to spend time in their company and imbibe that character. Thirdly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابِ A distinct responsibility set apart from the responsibility of recitation of the Qur'an Kareem, recitation of the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unto the ummah, is the responsibility of teaching them the book. Again, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent to the Arabs. The Qur'an was revealed in Arabic. The people to whom Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent were the most eloquent of Arabs. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiyallahu an, Hazrat Umar radiyallahu an, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is being instructed, teach them the book. Now what does that mean? Does it mean that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam translated the verses of the Qur'an Kareem for them? Obviously not. Yes, the Qur'an Kareem announces, وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِلذِّكْرِ فَهَلْ مِنْ مُدَّكِرِ the Qur'an 
has been made easy to take lessons from, but not to deduce laws. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordained this responsibility of giving this deep understanding of the Qur'an Kareem, imparting the deep understanding of the Qur'an Kareem to the Sahaba Ikram, and then this chain continues. So the knowledge of the Qur'an is separate from the recitation of the Qur'an. And lastly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that the responsibility of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was to impart hikmah, wisdom. And this requires a detailed discussion, but just to touch on it in the last minute of this discourse. Hikmah basically means the reason which is supported by revelation. And the annals of history bear testimony to the fact that whenever revelation was disconnected from reason, then it always transpired that dalala and people went astray because of following such reason which was disconnected from the blessing of wahi. Every philosophy, every way of life always claims, socialists claim to be following reason, capitalists claim to be following reason. Which one is correct? Who is the, who, who sets the standard of which is correct? So it is only Allah, it is revelation that benchmarks what is objective wisdom. And this is one of the responsibilities ordained to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which again Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fulfilled by excellence. And the reason why we are being told is that so that we do our part of this responsibility and accept this ni'mah, this bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by accepting the wisdom and practicing on the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَمَا عَلَيْنَا إِلَّا الْبَلَاغُ وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ